This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. We'll look at markets. I'm Randy Conan. Grain markets put in a two-sided week. Comstock Investments market analyst Joe Camps at Bean Oil is adding some pressure to the grain market, even though soybeans are trying to stabilize toward the end of the week. We've been very positive about processing margins for both fuel and food on the bean oil side, but that was tested by Thursday, uh, the announcement by EPA on updated proposals on the renewable fuel standards, and they included smaller than expected targets for the biodiesel side. Even though we're already running at a rate that's higher than these projected totals, it was a disappointment, and we saw that with the big move lower, limit lower for the soybean oil futures. But yeah, as you mentioned, some stabilization for the beans as a whole. The Clean Fuel Alliance America is criticizing EPA for its proposed renewable fuel standard volumes for 2023 and beyond. Vice President of Federal Affairs Kirk Kvorik says EPA flatlined biomass biodiesel usage. This time around, uh, EPA has the authority to set volumes across all categories and for multiple years. So we're pleased that uh, what they proposed here is a three-year proposal rather than uh, the typical one-year proposal. Uh, so it covers 2023 through 2025. Uh, but that's really where the good news ends. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, for the biomass-based diesel category, so that would include uh, biodiesel, renewable diesel, and sustainable aviation fuel, uh, EPA proposed to essentially flatline uh, those categories of, of volumes uh, for the next three years. U.S. Canola Association is applauding EPA's determination to include canola oil as a renewable diesel feedstuffs. Northern Canola Growers Association Executive Director Barry Coleman pleased EPA has acted on canola's petition to be included as a renewable diesel feedstock. The, the, the rulemaking, we've got uh, renewable diesel, jet fuel, naphtha, LPS, and heating oil produced from canola oil all are approved now, and so they've, they've shown that the canola oil with those will reduce GHG emissions by at least 50%. In fact, EPA conservatively estimated the emissions from canola oil-based renewable diesel are 67% less than the diesel baseline, so um, very good news from the life cycle analysis that, that EPA looked at with the, the final rules. So we're very pleased with it, and we expect to see uh, much more canola oil being used for uh, the biofuels market. Progressive ag marketing market analyst Tom Lilja says uh, slow planting progress in Argentina is underpinning the soybean market as well. Yeah, Argentina came in, stated that uh, soybean planting is 17% behind normal pace due to dry conditions, so that's supporting the soybean market. We did see a <clears throat> quarterly report from Stats Canada. Both corn, or I'm sorry, both canola and wheat were a million metric tons under projections. We're seeing a pretty good move in canola futures. They're up about 30 bucks a metric ton here today. But overall on corn and wheat, the, uh, the market continues its downtrend. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says corn and wheat continue to struggle with demand concerns. We still can't compete, but in the wheat, you know, we're oversold on corn at some support. We're uh, on wheat, we're down at some support, so you'd like to see if we get some kind of a technical bounce here. Russia continues to sell wheat aggressively in the world market, keeping a thumb on this market. So it's uh, <clears throat> all eyes on South America weather. Um, 
Brazil basically, I'd say, is in excellent condition. Argentina continues to struggle. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. North Dakota Farmers Union. The place to be on December 9th and 10th is Bismarck for North Dakota Farmers Union's annual state convention. Learn the latest in farm technology, renewable fuel trends, market consolidation, and more. There'll be dueling pianos, live and silent auctions, a malt contest, and an opportunity to win a zero-turn mower. Go to ndfu.org to register today. That's ndfu.org. North Dakota Farmers Union. Taking a look at the Job Opportunities tab on the Red River Farm Network website, Pioneer is seeking a field agronomist for East Central Minnesota. The Red River Grain Company looking for a new general manager. Dakota Ingredients, North Dakota State Seed Department, and others all have jobs posted. Find out all the details on the Job Opportunities in Agriculture tab on the Red River Farm Network website. That's rrfn.com, rrfn.com. Taking a look at farm news this week in agriculture, I'm Whitney Pittman. The Environmental Protection Agency is proposing a renewable fuel standard of 20.8 billion gallons in 2023. That will rise to 22.6 billion gallons in 25. For advanced biofuels, EPA set the mandate at 5.8 billion gallons for 2023, 6.6 .6 billion gallons for 24, and 7.4 billion gallons for the year 2025. The market was anticipating a much larger increase. The announcement was bearish for soybean oil with prices dropping over 6% in one day. AgriSampo North America market analyst Sterling Smith says EPA's proposed volumes of vegetable oil used for biodiesel and renewable diesel were very disappointing. The total number for 2023 was 20.82, total renewables 21.87 and 20.24. 2268 um, by 2025. So they increased them. But the biodiesel numbers only went from 2.82 to 2.89 to 2.95, much smaller than expected. President Joe Biden says Congress action on the rail contract will spare the country a Christmas catastrophe in our grocery stores, our workplaces, and in our communities. The Senate voted 80 to 15 to force unions to accept a tentative contract agreement that was adopted in September. The House approved the same bill on Wednesday. The five-year contract gives union railroad workers a 24% bump in wages but does not address the issue of paid sick leave. The latest U.S. drought monitor shows decreasing drought across the United States. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says total drought coverage is down slightly, but is expanding in some areas. We continue to see worsening drought conditions across the central plains and also in parts of the interior southeast and the lower Midwest. In that first region, the central plains, worsening conditions in a broad area centered on Nebraska, also moving into western Kansas, eastern Colorado, eastern Wyoming, and parts of South Dakota. Very dry, the driest area in the country, I would argue, at this point. And then finally, that second area of worsening conditions, interior southeast and lower Midwest. The disagreement over Mexico's plan to ban GMO corn continues. Mexican President Obrador says Mexico will stick to its plan to ban GMO corn for human consumption, but offered to extend the deadline for livestock feed for two years. U.S. officials are threatening to initiate a trade dispute if an agreement cannot be reached.
A lot of fall fertilizer was put down this fall in the northern plains. However, Stonex Director of Fertilizer Josh Linville says other parts of the country are still working on their fall fertilizer applications. Now, fortunately, I know here in northwest Missouri, we're looking at, we just got some moisture to come through. We're right back out in the field knocking stuff dead. So, fortunately, we're getting a secondary run, which could help us catch up on the anhydrous side. Phosphate and potash, I think there's a lot of farmers that are holding back and saying, I'll wait till this winter, I'll wait till the spring. And even if I go, I'm going to lower my application rate, and that could continue to weigh on price ideas. A Calgary, Alberta company has proposed a $600 million aviation fuel project. Canola oil is expected to be the main feedstuff for this project. Reconciliation Energy Transition is talking to agricultural and energy interests to invest in this facility. Potential agreements with major airlines are also being discussed. A final decision on the project is expected to be made in August of next year. That's your look at farm news this week in agriculture. With the Red River Farm Network, I'm Whitney Pittman. Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn farmers are helping develop new markets for their crop while creating bio-based products that reduce our collective environmental impact. From corn-based plastics to biofuel advancements, Minnesota corn farmers are boosting on-farm profitability while ensuring long-term sustainability for all Minnesotans. Growing opportunities for corn farmers. That's Minnesota Corn. Learn more at mncorn.org. Early mornings, late nights, rain, snow, sunshine. You've clocked in a 40-hour work week, and it's only Tuesday. No one works harder than the American farmer and rancher. The Red River Farm Network is proud to deliver farm news, markets, and weather to the innovators and decision makers. 90 minutes of farm programs each weekday, four farm broadcasters, and one ag meteorologist. On air, online, and on the go, the Red River Farm Network is reporting agriculture's business. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. There is a minor storm system crossing the upper Midwest region Friday. National Weather Service Aberdeen meteorologist Scott During says expect strong winds up to 50 miles per hour. Cold front's already kind of worked its way across most of the Dakotas and getting ready to push into uh, western Minnesota. Temperatures are falling fairly quickly behind the uh, cold front, dropping you know anywhere from 5 to 7 or 8 degrees at one time. Across western North Dakota, actually into part of north central South Dakota, temperatures already dropped into the uh, single digits. And this cold front is bringing some light snow with it, not expecting a lot of snow with it, generally over like one to two inches. Some thoughts could see up to worse than three inches, but uh, with the strong winds associated with the frontal boundary, seeing gusts of 45, maybe 50 mile an hour at times this afternoon. Heading into the weekend, there's no sign of snow in sight. Much of North Dakota, though, will probably stay in the teens and the lower 20s, and same as for uh, Minnesota, probably the teens for the most part for Saturday. But then we do get some warmer air trying to move in for Sunday. Uh, most of South Dakota will be 30, 30 degrees or warmer, and across North Dakota, you still have some good snowpack up that way. So cooler temperatures, probably mid-20s for the most part, and then northern Minnesota, uh, low to mid-20s. The latest U.S. drought monitor shows decreasing drought across the United States. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says total drought coverage is down slightly. 
actually saw drought coverage decreasing about 5.3 percentage points between November 1st and November 29th. Our drought peak in November, that 62.78 percent of the country, that represents the highest U.S. drought coverage since October 2012. We decreased from a record high coverage on November 1st, 85.3 percent of the country either dry or in drought, and then saw a decrease to 79.8 percent by November 29th. That is a decrease of 5.5 percentage points. While the general area of the country experiencing drought is down, drought is expanding in other areas. We continue to see worsening drought conditions across the central plains and also in parts of the interior southeast and the lower Midwest. In that first region, the central plains, worsening conditions in a broad area centered on Nebraska, also moving into western Kansas, eastern Colorado, eastern Wyoming, and parts of South Dakota. Very dry, the driest area in the country, I would argue, at this point. And then finally, that second area of worsening conditions, interior southeast and lower Midwest. The West Central U.S. High Plains is expected to remain dry, but recent rains in Oklahoma and northern Texas has improved winter wheat emergence and establishment. Winter crops in the northwestern U.S. are dormant, and in the Central Plains, new crop development is expected to be limited due to cool temperatures. World Weather Incorporated says much of the northern and eastern Midwest will receive multiple rounds of rain and snow through next Wednesday. Nearly widespread rain is expected across Brazil through Tuesday, increasing soil moisture in the driest areas of central and western Brazil. World Weather Incorporated says northern Brazil will see additional rains beginning next Wednesday and continuing through December 10th. Up to two inches of rain is expected in most areas. Hot and dry weather is expected to return to Argentina Friday and continuing through next week. World Weather says some showers will occur next Wednesday, but outside of a few pockets in southeastern Argentina, most of the rain will be too light to improve soil conditions. High temperatures in Argentina next week are expected to be in the mid-90s to near 104 degrees, with extremes approaching 108 at times. That's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. With harvest wrapped up and machinery put away, it's time to start planning your next growing season. Hi, this is John Samdahl, sales manager with Veda Seed, extending you a sincere thank you for your continued patronage. At Veda Seed, our commitment to research is second to none, and we're excited to bring you the highest performing varieties for your fields. Contact your local Veda Seed sales agent for more information, or check us out at betaseed.com for our 2023 lineup, including our industry-leading CR Plus hybrids. Veda Seed, breeding confidence. From Roseau to Aberdeen and Benson to Rugby, we cover agriculture here on the Red River Farm Network. Agriculture is big business, and we cover it that way with markets, market analysis, crop progress reports, USDA crop and supply demand reports, farm policy, and trade issues. We focus on the news that drives the markets. If it affects your bottom line, you'll hear about it here on the Red River Farm Network. Go online to rrfn.com. You'll find news, podcasts, weather, and more.